Last time on Geek Force, the squad give a farewell to Atlanta and Donald Glover's series. What a run it had. We also reviewed the first 28 hours or so of Sony's God of War game. Let's see what we're talking about today. Now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Cap. With me today is the wonderful G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, as we're all together once again on this hello, fantasy hello, hello, Sunday hello. evening. How is everyone? <sighs> we here. Good, good, good. We here. We existing. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, we have so much to dive into. As you know, it's the end of the year. So that means for us little blurbs out there, we have a lot of content that's being thrown at us from left to right, all types of media mm-hmm. from all platforms. But we're going to try to get through some of the big ones that have been big and popping for the past two weeks or so. Um, so now that we're all together, it's been a few weeks. I think we've passed the spoiler lock. We can finally kind of get into... Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, the second mm-hmm. installment of the Black Panther series. Um, I just want to hear what everyone has to say and talk about. And my, my thing is, did anyone cry? Because I definitely cried three times in this movie. No tears, but no woman, uh, no there was emotional impact on my soul. I was sobbing. <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> I had so many tissues. Oh, for said, my no woman, no cry. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I broke that rule. <laughs> um, what did you guys like about this movie? I don't. So, what were first? What were your expectations going in, and then compare it to after, like watching it, and then after watching it? Expectations. I think we talked about. It, I think a while ago, I was like expecting a a very long funeral a very just like moment to like just lay into like the thanks and the and the remembering whatever uh i had all that kind of planned out and to have it kind of like become a very quick like he's dying he's dead his funeral next beat and i was like but what about the speeches what about people coming to what i think in my mind i was expecting very much a um Tony Stark funeral of like everyone's gonna pull up and be like you gotta be here and show our boy love. So I was like, all right, you know that's not happening. But aside from that, uh, it played beat for beat how I thought it was gonna play like. Um, with of course the surprise addition of Riri uh, is an interesting one to throw in there. But all in all, I enjoyed it. Um, some of my favorite stuff was definitely Shuri and. Um, I think I, I left this movie. I was like, "Oh man, praise Angela Bassett and praise uh, Letitia Wright." As much as I was surprised to say that, yeah. uh, but also I guess I was surprised to say that because of off-screen stuff. Like she was, she's always been good in things. So um, I definitely was glad to be able to wipe that wipe that taste out my mouth after watching that movie. Uh, the um, who else was I also praising? Oh, Denai. Because um, her and Shuri's uh, Letitia's back mm-hmm. and forth, and some of the scenes were just really funny and really well done. Um, and she acted her butt off in that movie, also. Uh, who else was just 
so all of that was cool uh <clears throat> their way of keeping the focus on the on chadwick but in the proper in universe way was just well done it was better i think that was just my takeaway was like this story was better than i thought it was going to be um so i i was glad for what they did it was all of the fun with what uh uh man i'm trying to think of the name of where namor's people were but i'm i'm struggling right now talokan i was like size of the t but all of that was cool um all of that story i really liked so i'm glad they got to really build all the world building was nice that they did there too so strong movie could have could have probably been shortened in some places um like it lagged a little bit the third act was really not very interesting but i mean most of these marvel movies third acts are just you know big battle that isn't super interesting um they forced imperious rex in there so hard Mm -hmm. um and uh so like not perfection but definitely the strongest thing to come out of the mcu this phase hard 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 uh hard win i think Mm -hmm. The, there's only one other thing that gets kind of close in my opinion which is shang chi but i still think wakanda forever was better by a mile than basically all of them basically mm-hmm. all i agree with you there i think for phase four to end uh i'm glad it ended on this Same. it's like we've been through a lot of ups and downs we kind of had to comb through the victories of like this was good but you know, and this was good, but a lot of that was happening. But seeing this movie, you know, it has its flaws, but it was just so freaking strong that at, for a second I was like, wait, am I watching a Marvel movie? Because when it comes to Black Panther, and, and, and I think I said this before with the first movie, it just doesn't feel like a superhero movie. It's always, it's always a different type of story. Um, the first one was a good intro story between like family drama and legacy. Um, this one was definitely a political drama, uh, psychological thriller, if you want to put it out there, because it was just, there was just so much to take from. Um, again, I praise all the actors, but especially big ups to Ryan Cooler, because again, no one else could have made the story but him. Um, he had, he just knew what to do. And especially when Chadwick, Chadwick, you know, left, like he, he passed away, um, I think, I mean, even us, we were just very hesitant of this movie, especially seeing how Phase 4 was already behaving and acting. We were like, I'm nervous. And the fact that they were like, this movie's almost three hours long. Like the last three-hour movie we saw was the Doctor Strange movie, which wasn't that bad, but still, like, that was a lot. Um, how are we going to get through Wakanda when we pretty much know, like, basically, you know, the bare bones of it? But, man, I definitely went in with, I would say, a medium expectation. Like, I, it wasn't too high, but it wasn't too low type thing. And I came out going, wow, this is way better than I thought. Like, I was just too emotional for the rest of the week. I, it was just, the characters were really good. I really love... The dialogue, like the dialogue, like it was just great. I would say for me, the weakest points were anything with Agent Ross and uh, Valentina because that was the added Marvel thing. I was like, I knew there was going to be some kind of Marvel added in. Like we have to connect it to the, you know, the storyline. And I was like, oh, 
of course it's her so i would say for me that was the weak point because every time we went there i was like i don't care about these people like yeah ross is cool but like you could have like not added that part and it would have still been fine I felt, like, I felt that way about uh about riri on first watch also i got to see this movie twice and the first time i watched the first time i watched it i was like man ironheart was just an mcu edition that they just kind of pushed in here like that could have that they could have talked to her at the they could have talked to her at the school and got the information they needed there and if she had if they had written the whole rest of the movie where she wasn't involved and she just stayed at school i think the movie still would have been the same movie uh like she was just kind of there the rest of the time she was okay on the second watch i liked her more and i kind of you know like i i at least appreciated her being there but i still am just like her character didn't need to be in this movie if she didn't have a tv show coming out like she wasn't she wasn't really connected to the plot once they once they left they they upped her importance because uh when angela bassett died you know that she was the reason she died because she protected her. Like that was, I feel like her biggest importance that in that. That movie. could have been Michaela Cole's character. That could have been. Kind of, but no. no I get what you're saying. She was a, defen- she was a defenseless yeah. child yeah. Yeah. who was at the wrong place no, at the wrong right. time, like and it, being the mother, she died being a mother. Right. So that was, I felt like they, Riri's role. I was like, oh. So now she has to continue living mm-hmm. because the queen of, w- the whole of Wakanda world saved her life. Yeah, no, she that's how they. Exactly. It's certainly it was a writing tactic to get her involved in this thing more. I just she definitely took up a lot of extra time that drained away from some of the rest of that plot. Uh, more of a fan now. Still, I don't know if I'm watching just because I'm done with MCU shows. I don't know if I'm watching Ironheart, mm-hmm. but. Um, but I respected what that actress was doing. She she got to she got to be on screen with all of these people and like absorb a lot of the better side of the MCU from a lot of these actors before her show. Mm-hmm. And so that's also a strong benefit that she got that I don't know if people like uh, who played America and uh, mm-hmm. some of these other ones got the same kind of chance to like right. really get because they just had mediocre side of MCU that they were around. That is very true. She she got a better experience in being throughout the movie, even though she was a smaller part, but she was more involved. And she actually, it, honestly, like, yeah, she was, she didn't have to be in it, but a lot of, of her contributions did add to certain things because of her abilities mm-hmm. and her working with Sherry. Um, yeah, it, it, it made sense, but she was, it wasn't exactly She was better weird. than America Chavez by a long shot. Because America, America, yeah. they just kind of reduced to a damsel that whole True. movie. And even though yeah. that was literally part of Riri's plot here, was that someone had yeah. to die <laughs> to save her, she did not feel like a damsel. And they even when she got kidnapped, she was like, "We gotta go." Yeah, like, like, they, like <laughs> yeah, that was. She didn't feel like it. She that maybe that was the most damselly part of her experience in that movie. I forgot she was at Telecon there too. But yeah, uh, she's like, "I'm not eating their food." Yeah, Let's yeah. So, <laughs> but the rest of the movie, she got to she got to look cool. She got to help with the help with the capturing. She got to do all sorts of cool stuff, and then you know, she she looks good for this this show. So. Yeah, and, you know, and then, and then they give her the Peter Parker treatment, like, "Hey, we're gonna keep actually this this costume you made, yeah. so that you can make your first costume yeah. and your next big thing. So we're gonna hold on to this this cool thing. Yeah. You go ahead, you yeah. have your we'll Peter Parker suit, design yeah. your own Thanks. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Like your 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 super cool end of game armor. Oh, you're yeah. starting game two. We're gonna hold on to that. We're gonna start a game two with nothing again. Just start over. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting <laughs> show. I I will say her introduction to the MCU is a bit more positive on screen than it is in the comics. So for me, that's a redeeming factor because it was kind of shoehorned in in the comics, and a lot of people didn't really like it. Even though she she's kind of I don't know. It's, it's it's like I like Riri, but they don't give a lot to her, so it feels very two D. But at least with Wakanda Forever kind of introducing mm. her and then she's getting her show. If there is going to be a show, I hope positively like that's going to give her more dimension that we kind of don't really see a lot in the comics. Because I think that that could be a win. But mm. at the same time, it's like, that's extra content. Well, that's uh, yeah, to I think that's shows, probably also the saving so grace like, is that you know, once we get on to doing the Ironheart series, because of her introduction to Wakanda, maybe we get some connections to Wakanda. Maybe we get her using some Wakandan technology. Like, there'll be a good, like, interest buff knowing who she's associated with that, you know, most shows don't have. Like, if this was just to come out, like, as is, like, great, here's Ironheart on Disney+. Plus. I, I think the warrior was like, cool, like, is this going to pull enough people in here who just don't know this character? Or do we need to yeah. set them up for success? And I think they knew that Wakanda was going to be the film for it, just to at least, like, yo, give it three episodes to, like, see if you're going to like it, because here's the character that we're hoping is going to work out. Uh, and I think it also, like Ray said, Ultimately, it also adds, I think, to just the sheer amount of uh, things Disney is stuffing into their films. Um, I know that with, like, Bob Iger and everyone's trying to rethink, like, what the next phase looks like as a direct reaction to, like, how lackluster phase four has been. So I think now that, cool, like, do we need to include two TV shows per movie? Or can we just separate those and stop doing them? Because the feeling we're getting is that people don't like it. And also, can we make our films a similar timeline. Like, let's not go for these three-hour films again. If we can tell a story at an hour 45, let's do that. So hopefully that's going to be this next revamp as they see that this past phase was, you know, quite noticeably the worst uh, of them all. And if they want to keep doing 18 of these phases or whatever, Uh, how much they want to do. Hold hold on. The worst of them all. I, phase one is probably still the worst of them all. But I give phase one mercy because it was phase one. <laughs> what was it phase one? What was considered phase one? I'm That's curious. Iron Man to Avengers one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would agree. With it. I think phase one is yeah, the worst. One. Definitely the worst. It was, one. Like yeah, Iron Man was great, but like. <laughs> This is definitely like that was a great intro to this whole thing, and then you get to Avengers, which is super blockbuster, oh yeah, like very corny, cheesy jokes. But we like it because it was the first of its kind. Now that it's been like over ten years, it's like great bookend. I think Phase One. Mm. I think Mm. Phase One. Phase Four again was rocky, but I mean we had we got to see um, Miss Marvel, we got She Hulk. And I'm not complaining about those because those were those are great characters <laughs> that I would like to see. As far as and I'm still mad about Moon Knight, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that show. Oh, that character, I'm just disappointed with the execution of it all. They dropped the ball, and then Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, there's a lot of misses, but it's like, hey, we got to see cool things on screen that we never really get to see before. It's, eh. I don't know. It's 
You're defending <laughs> all five of the group mini episodes in that estimation bag. I did not watch those, so don't count those were my garbage, eyes. And they were a waste of dollars. <laughs> uh, well, that is phase four, huh? Well, let's just say phase four is the second worst of the movie. Here's the thing. I'm only <laughs> saying it's that. like the worst because there's way more stuff that came out. I think that it was like true. added them all up. Like, well, this one has a much higher percentage, but it has also way more things that came out with it. So it's kind of like unfair, I guess. So I would say, like, yeah, it's That's, it's like it's a lot of mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say it's, it's mediocre or just like starting bare mm. bones. Very like the story is just like yeah. Don't get me wrong; those movies are great to watch, especially when you have it playing in the background doing your laundry. Versus, like, man, I could kind of rewatch like Shane Chi over and over again. You know, it's okay. Well, I guess like. Speaking but, of yeah. like re watchability, did we all check out the Guards of the Galaxy Christmas episode? No. <laughs> like I said, I am I'm pretty I'm so pretty deeply. over with MCU. Like I'm I, I I'm borrowing. I just forgot about it, and then I was like, oh yeah, no, Bowie. Was it was fun. Straight to DVD. It, was, it, it, it did feel like a, a straight to DVD film. <laughs> the plot it wasn't great. Did. Really, the plot wasn't I mean, great. Really and that. that's even with Kevin Bacon. Was, I mean, but that's what they were going for, weren't they? Yeah, it like, was. It was very much like, hey, this is a filler movie. Like, we don't care. We're just we're shooting a filler film. <laughs> but I will say, it does again reiterate just why Drax and Mantis are the best members of that team. Because that entire oh, really? movie is just yes. Drax and Mantis. That's, literally, they are in like eighty-five percent of the movie by themselves, killing it. Because Chris Pratt was doing Mario. I don't know what that man's doing. <laughs> Honestly, Chris Pratt, was, <laughs> Chris Pratt was, I think, in, like he was in the beginning of the movie for five minutes, and then at the end of the movie for five minutes. Just, it was a great. Yeah, he's doing. Well, he had his own musical number too. Well, he did. He so. did. No. Oh god. Because he had to teach about can Christmas. Can, can I watch Kevin Bacon teach? Does, does a Disney have an edit version that goes against my beliefs of watching him uh, sing and perform? I want to see that version. No, oh, no, no. I will say that one. As bad as it was, it's so campy that I would probably watch it again. It's just like this is this is this is so okay. goofy and funny. I but might I watch it a second time. <laughs> you you said Drax and Mantis are in eighty five percent of the show, which makes it great. But then you said it's not great. I'm confused. Yeah. What makes, what it, makes not it not great? great? It's just like it's just a typical B. It's a, it, it's, it's a B plot. Like if you're looking for like a good quality film or or good like Christmas show, this isn't it. If you're looking for like a laugh, like you know, that's like really like this whole thing is just ridiculous. This is a fun laugh of a film because like they're like not holding tight to anything. Uh, they're like, yo, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna just shoot the shit. Uh, at some point, there's like a, a a little surprise gift to Rocket Raccoon. That's like a whole like throwback to a film, and I'm wow. like, this is so funny. This is it's just goofy. Well, compared to Star Wars Christmas, it's better, right? <laughs> no, because it doesn't have Boba Fett. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I was trying to test the, the scale for which one was Good better. Lord. So, but this was more watchable. I guess. Yeah, it's so it's so campy. It's so campy, and you don't even mind that Chris Pratt's there sometimes. Uh, and it's just, it's just, it's just really campy. Sometimes. How, how are you going to get through Guardians of the, Gar- Gar- Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three if you're like he's in it way more? 
and you're like, I mean, I'm hoping to see what Gamora does. That's not, I'm only interested because Gamora has been like not in any of them. So I'm like, let me see what Gamora's up to. I'm excited for that portion of it. I am interested about Rocket's backstory because to me, he was like, especially um, Infinity War in game, he was the one keeping everyone together. And so I think we, we're, we're owed his time. Um, but Gamora as well. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about the trailer more, but and then seeing Adam Warlock because they put that character in an end credit scene like seven years ago or something, and I'm just like, oh, okay, y'all remember? Took like, him a long time to hatch. <laughs> took him a very long time. <laughs> to hatch. Took him a very long time to hatch. Where when he popped up, I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. In the a mo- thing. Um, a whole phase ago. <laughs> I'm on the yes, I'm on the page. We were so much younger. These Guardians <laughs> movies are all filler movies, uh, so uh, really, they're just that's oh. why I are. Even though you think this is the last one, I mean, I agree. Filler. It's too early for it to be like you know starting anything end gameish with them. Like they it's never, like the, the, what plot? What part of any Guardians movie has actually played into any part of the, the MCU plot? I mean. I mean, even being a character and being kind of connected to the Eternals is the only thing I can see. I think the closest will always be the first one. After that, like, I think it got further away. After, like, the first Guardians movie, every other film has been, like, them kind of filling in the space with something else. Yeah, the first one had an Infinity Stone in it. it And those characters were showed up in other films. But that's about it. The second one was about Ego. Yeah, but like I think the second yeah. one's about ego, which had no connection to literally any character in the universe, and then this one also again was about ego, some like in a small way, and it's about and, and has no that connection. Was I think thus far they have Thomas. one film that is focused on the actual Partial, plot of the part of a film. part of the plot of the overall phase. This next one is going to probably end on maybe a small plug to the overall phase, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they just wrap it up in a, a separate story that just ends and closes itself there. I mean, yeah, I would agree. Uh, they are definitely filler characters, and I think they were almost like a palate cleanser from the MCU because they were always a complete separate story. Mm-hmm. I, I'm noticing James Gunn, that was, that's like what he likes to do is like if he's in a franchise, let me do a palate cleanser of the series mm-hmm. and have fun with characters, they might pop up in the main story, but then there's on their own. So it's kind of almost like literally reading the comic books, basically. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am curious if this third movie, as you know, a lot of people are saying it's the last. I mean, does that mean like no more TV shows? Because I know like no more movies at, at, at least, but like no more group shows, no more. I like the cast, so they wouldn't do it without them. Like, I know that. I, I, okay. I, I, you know that Dave Bautista said, I'm not doing a Guardians film without James. Yeah. So he would he's probably not, be he, out. He, he, so he's it's quit, like, well, then let's, yeah. let's not bring anyone else back if he's going to, he's like a pretty big character anyway. Yeah. So, again, we'll see next summer for that. Cause that's like the, that's Marvel's big summer movie um, next year. Um, yeah. I know we kind of went on a tangent. From Black Panther to Guardians of Galaxy. The silver lining is that means less characters to worry about. And the big CGI (laughs) Uh battle. (laughs) No, Marlon. That's just five five little more sprites. Just take away five (laughs) off the the roster and add six more. (laughs) 
could take them off and add 25 more. And all of the X-Men. You were there when you watched D20 uh, footage of Marvel phase for the next two years. It's like, we're adding 50 more characters. And, and, and more. And, and all of the X-Men. Every last one of them. <laughs> and Fantastic Four. And who knows what else. Thunderbolts and all that. Like Honestly, I'm wondering if they're going to do to the Guardians what they did the two, to the um, Fantastic Four, where they just had them write themselves into like a space anomaly, and they just been in that space anomaly for like a couple years in comic book history, then came out of the space anomaly and they started writing new stuff about them. They could do that. Mm. They're cool. Oh no, the Guardians are in some kind of pocket dimension where they are alive, but also are also dead until we need them to come back. So it's going to just go off literally into the distance, like on the horizon. And then it's like, who knows what's going to happen? And that's how it ends. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't play some you gotta 80s, leave it, like You got to leave it open. Like they could come back at some point. We don't know when though. We don't know. There is a what if. What if will still be making episodes. Not saying that the actors would do the voices, but they can still use the likeness of that sure. character to continue Wait. stories if they want to. Wait, Marlon, are, are you saying of this group of uh, of them or a whole new group of Guardians? I'm thinking that? this whole group of them would just go into a pocket dimension so they can just focus on some other characters. Didn't they say that this is going to be the last movie where you see the whole team together? Yeah. that was that's like I think James Gunn said that. Like, we're not going to see this version of the Guardians after this film. So They're going to be split up. Get a whole new People crew. People die. I mean, die, they have a, die, a lot die. to pick from, but a lot of these characters they can pick from would be very, even more obscure than before. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, we'll see if they get small people. Nebula's great. I'm a big fan of Mantis. I'm, I will always love Mantis as a character. I love Mantis. She says the inside like... words out loud. <laughs> 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 she says the inside words out loud. Oh, that's funny. Um,. I just know when it does do Fantastic Four. I'm sure you guys saw the meme. Like, whoever Sue Storm is, I'm sorry, she's leaving Reed for a day more. After Wakanda Forever, I was like, what the hell is going to play Reed Richards? Because Sue, Sue Storm, you're going to say yes to the minute you see him. Namor's going to be like, hey, you want to come back to my pad? Yes, girl, yes. Like, it's a no-brainer. Um, that was a huge like thing on Twitter after the movie came out. Of, if you know the comics, listeners, if you know the comics. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but there's a whole relationship between the more and they obsessed with that woman in the comics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's disrespectful. And he is disrespectful. Obsessed in like the Pepe Le Pew and the cat level. Yes. Like, this is a, this yes. is crossing a line. This is not it's a very thing. much crossing a line. She did, but at the same time, it's like. He you know, she used her. it against Reed a lot. He, kiss, he kidnaps her, but then during the whole, like, Civil War, not Civil War, but, like, the Secret War shit, she, like, was like, Reed, I'm done. And she, like, went overseas. Like, I think she left the kid behind and was just like, I'm going to Namor's pad. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's the comics. What is the MCU version going to like? That is, how Susan, I cannot wait How Susan got this. her groove back. How Susan got her groove back, exactly. <laughs> and I am all for it. Unless who's playing Reed Richards? I don't. I don't care at this point. You know what? I don't care. I want to see Sue get her groove back. Right. <laughs> um. So we're gonna kind of take a U-turn 
back to Netflix, because this is Marla's favorite place to be. Bye. I wanted to kind of talk about uh, the new show that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix's uh, Wednesday series that we kind of talked about like a month ago. Tim Burton, yes, directed it. I was very sus because Tim Burton. <laughs> I'm always just like, okay. But I don't know about y'all, but I was completely blown away by the series. This is one of the, to me, one of the best series this year. It's very, just very refreshing. And the dialogue, the writing, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, in my opinion, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed a pattern, but um, I, there's been a lot of just, somebody's trying to find, I don't know, producers in Hollywood, they're trying to find the next Harry Potter type magical magical kids going to a magical school and it's been failing left and right but i think wednesday i can see wednesday filling this void at netflix if they keep the same team we have great writing great uh actors great everything um everything just like the world the world building everything makes sense and i want to keep watching more i just knowing that's on netflix just makes me uneasy because netflix is so quick to just no, say no. Like we still don't know if season two is going to be renewed. Hopefully, but if you saw Wednesday, what are your thoughts on the show? If you liked it or not? I haven't seen it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm only two episodes it. in. Um, what? Feel like? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like an X Men thing, though, which I don't know how I feel about that. X Men. Like, <laughs> Like X Men, like you know, like like, like Xavier's <laughs> school for special gifted children. Like I don't know, just oh. that's what it made me feel like. And I was like, or witchy it's children. Cool, but, <laughs> witchy but children. <laughs> I thought the, I thought we were gonna see the family more. I was like, when when are they coming back? <laughs> when are they coming uh... back? And it like it happened, but like it wasn't. I don't know. I guess well, what I had in my head wasn't what would happen, which is fine. But I did like, and I guess wait. Hold on, Marlon, you, you're only second episode. Okay, maybe I won't spoil. Yeah, but, we can't no, do it's too fine. Much. It's fine. I mean, but, but, I, it, go for it. I'll say this. Okay. Um, you know how like um certain movies have like, oh, this girl has to like fall in love with the boy kind of thing, and they both want her, and she's just like indifferent as hell, and I love that. Mm. <laughs> yes, I really part. appreciated that. <laughs> I was like, that is refreshing. That is refreshing. Not so much the school uh, story, but that in particular, I thought was really cool and nice. Um, Especially for a teen show. It wasn't mm-hmm. like yeah. Riverdale or Lizzie CW shows. It was like, yeah, we are magical kids. Magical kids. We're teens. But this teen just doesn't care at all. It's to the point where... <laughs> Crazy shit happens because she didn't care or because she uh, cared too much mm, right. that she just couldn't let go. And I was just like, I love that everything she touched just, it just blew up a lot. I like that she makes so many mistakes and then she yeah. kind of has to learn from those mistakes. But those mistakes were costly at the same yeah. time. Yeah, no, definitely. She had to learn huh. how to have feelings in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, best roommate ever, though. <laughs> I'm going uh, out. I love her roommate. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm not remotely surprised by that. From I know, um, <laughs> not even a little bit. Travis said the same thing. He goes, "Oh, that's you in the show." And I was like, "No, it's not." He said this on episode one. By episode four, I was like, "You know what? <laughs> I think you might be right. I think I'm the wolf. I think I'm the wolf girl." <laughs> 
Because it's so me. Yeah. You'll see, Marlon. Yeah. Just keep watching. Okay. This, okay. People are be like, That's, yeah, this is Kat. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll keep it going. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I... I, I I did hear that in season two, if there's a season two, but the the creators are like, you know, in the next story, we're gonna we're gonna have the family more involved. Um, we might see mm-hmm. more other family members popping up, like some we did in this season. Um, they were just trying to focus on Wednesday because it is Wednesday show. But yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I I wish I saw a little bit more of the family. But hey, that's why we need a season two so that we can keep up with it. Um. Yeah, Marley, what do you like so far in your two episode watch? Uh, I mean, I like the tone it took. Uh, I I like that it's still giving very much like Adam's family vacation in certain scenes, and I know that's going to be like a huge change shift. I'm excited for that. Uh, I will say also like I think the the sets are just beautifully done. Uh, like the juxtaposition between like her roommate's attire and her attire, the use of color and like mm-hmm. subtraction of color, I think it really adds like popping to the scenes. And that's why I've been impressed just like visually by everything. Every shot that they take with this film is just like an art piece. So I'm excited to see uh, what else they're going to introduce to this, this whole show, for me at least. I think for some of uh, the majority of the show, they shot in Romania mm. or somewhere over there. And that's why you get like, like, it's beautiful. Like it did look like northeast uh, sleepy hollow, sleepy hollow type town vibes. Mm-hmm. But they actually shot in the country for that, and I was like, oh well, dang, it's really pretty and spooky. Because I, I also think the environment is a great uh, plus for the show because of the little town mm. and the forest and everything in that area is. It's pretty, but it's very hauntingly pretty because there's a lot of old shit that, you know, with those types of old pilgrim towns, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, spooky history that will cause a lot of uh, conflict. And that's why I'm like, I can see the show having at least four seasons because of that. There's a lot of just lore that they could play around with and have fun. I just hope to see more. I mean, it, it did it did hit a record higher than than uh, Stranger Things, so I'm assuming that it's gonna be like, oh, we're just gonna re up this and right, the last thing is so long. Mm-hmm. So Bridgerton came out the same day, like the the second season, and on that day they said, hey, we're gonna have three and four seasons of Bridgerton. I was like, this show literally just came out a minute ago. They do. So I don't know, Netflix do your job. <laughs> and renew and keep it on because you've been being on my nerves lately getting rid of shows. Um, <laughs> lately? What do you mean? I've been doing it for a while now. Maybe doing it for a while, but like I'm just, you know, repeating what I say every three months of like Netflix, you oh. need to like stop and actually think. And not everything's about numbers. Some of the content you have is actually good and we like it. Why take it away? And then make worse content sometimes. You know what? That's that's another episode of Cat Soapbox. We'll because save they, for the future. They gotta yeah, make content so for Marlon to talk about. Or else oh yeah. What's the Marlon has doing? plenty to talk about in the next month and no, in the next couple of months actually. 
So many things. It's too many things. So many things for you to enjoy and talk about. Um, speaking of which, uh, would you like to talk about the Santa Claus? Yes, Kat, I will talk about Santa Clauses. Um, hello, folks. This is Marlon here. Uh, if you didn't know, there are three... I'm sorry. Yep, there are three Santa Clauses. Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, and Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Um, because, hey, why not Tim Allen? Uh, this Santa Claus, which is called The Santa Claus Is, in, in theme with the clauses, uh, basically decides to say, what if, what if you're relative from Thanksgiving that has questionable uh, thoughts about the world. What if they were Santa Claus? Uh, that's Tim Allen in this one. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's taking on a very interesting take of this Santa Claus who is appalled and shocked by how sensitive everyone is. Um, in the first episode, remarking, you can't even tell people Merry Christmas anymore. Uh, and equates uh, individuals like that to the loss of Christmas spirit. Uh, at a certain point, they even have an entire scene where there's a bunch of these PC elves explaining to him that we no longer call children good or naughty. We call them uh, differently naughty or differently. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> they take on this whole PC slant where he's like in a room trying to understand today's like kids and, and everything. And it just we we don't use that word, Santa. We don't use the not the N word anymore. And we don't use the naughty word anymore. And I was like, y'all gotta stop this. Y'all need to stop. Who wrote this? I don't. They're, they're clearly <laughs> trying to make him out to be, I guess, like a the like the boomer character who's just like back in my day, people just said Merry Christmas and called it a day. Um, there, there, there are like two episodes left, but I will say this right now: you don't have to watch it. Uh, it's not really great. They do a great job of bringing back all the characters that they bring back. Charlie, they bring back uh, Bernard's. Like they bring back a lot of people to kind of like please the crowd. But for the most part, it is uh, it is going to make you really feel sad that they instead of having Scott Calvin, you have Tim Allen. Uh, as Santa Claus the entire film. Uh, he loses all his charm that he at least had in the other films. Now he's just straight up of like, course. I understand these youth today and all these new weird things. That's all strange. And what? Everyone wants to go to brunch? What's this obsession with brunch all of a sudden? Uh, wow. So we know the target audience for it's this just, show. It's just bad boomer stand-up the entire time. Boomer <laughs> <laughs> stand-up. Um, I will say, Marlon, this sounds like the same people who wrote the other movie you watched, I think, last year, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. It sounds like that same oh, type God. of... Oh, God. Uh, Don't genre remind me of writing. that film. Don't remind me of that film. No. No, because you were saying that. I was like, wait a minute. This, is, this feels familiar. Oh, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. Here's the thing. <laughs> Cheaper by the Dozen will for always and forever be worse because they decided to insert like a, a black m- m- man angry at Zach Braff for having a... <laughs> Queer coded son. It was. It was that was that in itself was bad. This one is okay only because it's like was in the same universe and didn't go too wild with it. I mean, he does have a black friend named Noel. This whole episode, this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus. 
Santa Claus does have a black friend. So I will say that. I don't know what was the meeting room where they were like, they were like, listen, we gotta make this Santa Claus just impregnable on on the social media standpoint. What can we do? Let's give him a black friend. All right, we'll give him a black friend. We should say there's a deleted scene out there where he says, but I have black friends, please. Please. I don't know. I hope that does not come to light. But I will say the character Noel that is with them plays this like kiss up that's just real bad. Like we're we're best friends, Santa. You're the coolest guy ever, Santa. Santa. It's just like this is coming off real weird this whole time. (laughs) But yeah, it's also it's 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 wild. It's a it's a wild one. It's not great, but um. If you're into watching one of your favorite franchises slowly <laughs> kind of combust on itself, go for it. I mean, they also have Cal Penn in this, and Cal Penn is playing this kind of like yeah, uh, he's playing what has been coded as like a a, a tech bro guy who wants to figure out how to like oh, deliver presents, a very Amazon like, but like with Santa Claus timing. So he's he's like he's also been like hinted at being like the potential next Santa Claus. So. Cal? There you go. Brown Santa Claus is on the way, potentially, y'all, with this with this show. I don't know what's going to happen. But hey. Interesting. Is there an antagonist in this? Or is he, himself as the antagonist? <sighs> in a way, it is him because he's like... <laughs> no! Because he's he's basically trying to skirt the rules where like he wants to still stay at the North Pole, but like doesn't want to be Santa Claus. Uh, and he also is raising two kids in the North Pole, who are both uh, so starved for attention they don't know how to interact with like children their own age because there are no kids their own age. Mm. So this whole dark plot about like you raise two kids in the North Pole and now they don't know how to interact with anyone else who <laughs> happens to be a child. Let them stay on Earth. Wow. Well, yeah, it's a uh, it's a boomer Christmas on Disney Plus, y'all. <laughs> That makes me sad. Check it out and laugh at old man Tim Allen just being his Tim Allen um, self the whole time. So basically stick to the first movie at the, at the very least. Yeah, stick to the homicide. The homicide? Yeah, oh, yeah. He killed Santa Claus. That was a homicide. Someone actually brought up a good point is what happens to the wife of that Santa Claus? That's talked Obviously about in the show, is actually. Is it a movie? No, no. Where is she? In this TV show, there's a, a whole subplot where like uh, Elizabeth's Mitchell's trying to figure out like there's no history on any of the Santa Clauses. Who is she? And everyone's been like, we don't talk about the past of Santa Clauses. So she like disappeared too. They hint at the fact that they're like tied to each other in a way to where like once one's in, they're both in, and once one's out, they're both out. That's not fair. What kind of pact? <laughs> messed up. The Santa Clauses. I wish, I wish we went more into that than the Tim Allen stuff. That that sounded very interesting. And they could have writers. You had something. Well, it'll be interesting to watch it. But you know what? You can always watch Violent Night, starring Hopper himself as a gun-toting Saint Nick who shows up as John Leguizamo is doing a house invasion, and this little girl, all she wishes for Christmas is for Santa with an AK, and he comes in and he's just shooting up everybody. And he's like, "Merry Christmas, you filthy animals!" And I'm not lying. It's an actual movie that is. <laughs> All right, Friend actual home. film. It's an yeah. actual film that is out called Violet Night with Hopper as a very violent Santa Claus. I've heard good things and bad things about that. It's hilarious. 
Mm-hmm. It just knows it's an it's it's not a good film. It knows like we know what we're doing. We are very aware this is this is a stupid film, but we're gonna still do it. Enjoy. Yeah, <sighs> yeah watch that just, over the Santa Clauses. You'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Also, uh, Kat, do you want to know what do you want to know what John Leguizamo's character's name is in the Violet Night well, movie? Mario. Oh, it's even better. It's a Christmas movie, and his character's name is Scrooge. Oh, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> He's robbing people on I Christmas. Hate everything. <laughs> yeah, I, hate, I hate 2022. <laughs> oh, With that, God. let's end on a happy note. I'm going to give it to Ray because Ray actually has a pretty good show that yeah. that he wants to recommend to everyone. <laughs> He's like, hey. what? I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't do that. But, but, uh, I got hyped. Well, I I am because as uh, as I'm inspired by Ron Swanson to always, uh, if I'm gonna support something, I gotta make sure I feel strongly about it to support it. And mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for the support I'm about to throw at it, I haven't seen all of this new Netflix rendition of this, but um, I've seen a lot of through random streams, this Japanese game show uh, called Run for Money is what my my understanding of what it's called. Uh, Netflix has called it Run for the Money, um, if you're looking for it on American uh, Netflix. But mm-hmm. uh, it's this old game show that uh, I don't – my brother going over to Japan and seeing some of the things, he eventually came back and was like – Let's watch this thing. It's really, it's really humorous. It is basically they get a bunch of celebrities to ba- to play like giant hide and seek over. I don't know, like a two. They edit it down to like two hours. It's a reality show basically on in Jap- on Japanese TV, and they usually yeah they edit it down to about two hours, and they're playing giant hide and seek where like there is a certain <laughs> amount of people trying to find them and tag them. Uh, that they are running from if they get caught. They call them hunters. They dress up like agents from the Matrix, and they almost walk oh, around like Terminators around the thing. <laughs> they even like play it up with uh, some of the some of the special effects and the silliness that they do with the show. Like they <laughs> they have their they try to imply that the hunters are robots basically, and they they just walk around uh, nice and Terminator slow until they spot somebody, and then they run off and they chase at them full sprint. These guys are some of the most. <laughs> athletic people you can find in japan they have actual really strict we looked up the rules to be a hunter once you have to be a certain height you have to be able to run a mile in a certain time you have to have like a certain set of athleticism to be hired as a hunter it's pretty hilarious Uh, and so these celebrities are like doing these random missions to like help get add more money to the pot because the longer you stay in the game and you don't get tagged the more money there is at the end of the game um and uh, it looks like run this the Netflix version. They've had they have a lot of little musicians. Um, they have some sports people. They have like former baseball, mm-hmm. former skater. They have some YouTubers on there. Um, I bet they're most of the time they're not like the highest of celebrity caliber that you're going to find in Japan, but they well enough that like people will probably recognize them. You'll recognize the band name or something. A member of AKB48 was in this netflix version like stuff like that and so they're talking about they're going to spend the money on a car and things like that like in the episode but um 
so it's all filmed with that uh as the, all of the contestants have little cameramen all the hunters have cameramen following them around there's some there's some other ones stationed around so that they get a lot of fun angles on like some of these chases and there's usually a narrator like talking over what's happening and oh my gosh this person if we if we go over here to see what this guy's up to there's a hunter close by and they'll like show the map and they'll like show where the hunter might look at them and the music gets all tense mm. and um, it's a hilarious amount of time to watch a little reality tv show they netflix gave them some money and it looks like they gave them the as netflix usually does the the room to like kind of film this film this special on their thing in this usual style that they film it in the show with a lot of the same editing um all the same little pictures that they use on the maps and they even have somebody mm-hmm. acting like they're the game master pushing the buttons to start the missions and stuff like that so uh they they have given them the space to kind of make the show as they usually make it and i think this is the first time any audience outside of there's probably maybe it's been syndicated somewhere else in Asia, but I would bet in America this is the first time it's been like kind of presented, kind of like how they when they brought over Ninja Warrior and all this other stuff, like mm-hmm. how some of that has gotten presented mm-hmm. to us. I yeah. I think this is the first time this show has been presented to an American audience. So uh, check it out, watch it. It's for it's four one hour specials that kind of build up of one game that they played with a bunch of people and there's hunters jumping out of planes and all sorts of what? all sorts of nonsense that this it might be an entertaining time to you. I've only seen the first episode. That's why I, I can tell they use a very similar style. So what you're watching feels a lot like what if you tr- if you tried to go find the Japanese version, what it looks like. Um, so it's probably entertaining throughout it um it's a it's a good background show to put on like you you could be just talking through it the whole time and it'll still be pretty entertaining as they as they film a chase scene running through whatever amusement park they've shut down for the taping or whatever yeah so it's like this is like an empty area with just yeah, they, the person and the hunters yeah right? they'll do it in like a random shrine or a, or like a mall they've shut down before or like an amusement park there was an episode that i think it was at like a section of an amusement park that had a bunch of one piece characters and so like all the missions <laughs> were one piece missions and they they had they it. had people in inflatable luffy and inflatable tony tony chopper suits like walking around talking to the contestants with the missions and stuff so wow uh yeah it's an entertaining <laughs> show for for all that it's worth i'm just trying to picture like the level of anxiety i could feel with like one person's chasing me oh yeah let right. alone like a group of 50 men trying oh to yeah there's usually for like 30 for like 30 <laughs> for like 15 people in the game there's usually one or two hunters walking around so you're not like under constant terror, but you oh, know they're somewhere. A horde of yeah. men. Are you putting <laughs> them and then the other people? No, the other the other people you? work for okay. the other people work together usually. They it looks like okay. they do a little mission where like people can tell on each other in this Netflix special. But and most of the Ooh. episodes that I've seen, um, it's it, the players aren't competing against each other. They they are hiding hmm. together or. Uh, they're kind of yeah if they pass by each other like i saw a hunter that way and like they they are they're not encouraged they're not encouraged to sabotage each other uh very often very often i mean that's yes but oh yeah 
And this is just like tag, like if someone tags you, or do they have to like wrap you. Yeah, they have to tag you. Oh, yeah. The hunter, oh, okay, the hunter okay, just okay. has to tag you. If they, they, then they're fast. So they just, they see you, they sprint, and if they just get your shoulder, <laughs> it's, it's classic butterfly <laughs> tags too. Like they don't, it doesn't look like they push oh, you over. Rules. Like they, they yes, just hit you with a little rules. butterfly tag, and everyone's like, no, as they a, got me. And as an, as an outdoor instructor, I love to do the butterfly yep. tag. It's safe. Oh yeah, kids. It, just, it's it, does, it never looks like they hit them that hard. It, it is. Like, yeah take the butterfly take the wings off very butterfly very back. fun when they start when it starts getting serious and someone's getting chased it's that's the best part of the show and it's just it's just funny how entertaining a show like this is but we all love hide and seek i mean yes. i love this show and all i want them to do is just like have netflix bring back uh the like nineties show where like people try to like run up the mountain and like a bowling ball would roll down and like yeah. they're trying to get like they get pushed out of the way. What do they call it like Bonanza? Like I want them to bring that back because that show had like people doing weird like wipeout like maneuvers or like trying like, to like climb up kids, things. If that was like like rebooted, but mm. for adults, it's hard sometimes because I don't know how well Legend of the Hidden Temple was doing. Um, oh. like so I'm just I'm curious it how it's not that great right like it some of these game great. shows are some of these game shows are hit and miss even if you have a fun premise just if, is it something that people are going to actually tune into um, and I think maybe I think Run for Money is nice because they even in Japan I don't think they do a couple I don't think they do like a weekly episode they'll just do a couple specials a couple times a year mm, um, make it special yeah so like it'll just come on and you know they'll cut the commercial for their ad breaks I'm sure and it's popular at this point because they don't do it a bunch of times they just do it every season or something I don't know how often it happens mm, okay well, definitely we'll check it out now. Yeah. My anxiety watching will be oh, yeah, it's uh, fun. not good, but I've watched it. That's anyway. part of the fun. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that person. Yeah. I, already, I already know. I know myself. <laughs> and those types of shows stress me out because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get caught. Why? <laughs> run, run, run. What are you doing? Right. You yell at the TV. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fun time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And that's on Netflix. So yep. hopefully, you know, this is a great, like I, I, I said this, the one thing I love about Netflix and why I will keep Netflix is Netflix has the best international uh, catalog by far than mm. any streaming platform. Um, we'll agree with and you. this is why, this is another reason we get to see really great game shows on top of that. So yeah, definitely check that out on Netflix, you guys. Um, let us know what you think. Um, does anyone want to add? Marlon, I don't know if you have anything in your corner or if you wanted to throw out. All Marlon has is work and night classes. That's all Marlon's got. <laughs> I feel that. So you have adulting. Uh, so much adulting. It's the worst. Yeah. Same here. But hey, uh, Pinocchio by Guillermo del Toro drops this week. That's uh, true. So check that out if you want to see, uh, if you want to ever get the, the, the question that you might be answering to yourself, what if Pinocchio was alive during fascist uh, World War II era Italy? 
Nice. <laughs> What's gonna go down? <laughs> that film will, and then you're like, oh, that absolutely is a Guillermo del Toro plot line for a movie. You take you a child, you take a, with kids dealing with you war. Take a, a kid TV show, and you make it absolutely just riddled with like adult themes. Nice. <laughs> That's just if it's real children. Yes. Get used to it. Uh, and next, That's what they learned. And next week is the Game Awards coming up, so hopefully we can yes. mean on some of that. We talk about some of the things that got nominated, some things that might win, some things are obviously going to win because duh. But uh, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is three weeks in advance, but don't forget that on December twenty fifth, The Witcher Origins, or what's it called, The Witcher Blood of Blood Origins, oh, yeah. Christmas, okay, okay, comes out for yeah. me. That's the, that's the thing for me that I want to see this month Strange, is huh? uh, that because I keep seeing trailers. Michelle Yeoh has been a busy lady this year. Um, she really has. Let's end the year right. Let's, we started the year up right with her. Let's end the year right with her, too. Yeah. Um, and then if, for you other listeners that love going to the theaters, don't forget the biggest movie out this month is, unfortunately, the Avatar Waterworld oh, movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now, no, I'm just no. letting y'all because you're going to see it him. <laughs> he needs to help him. He needs $2 billion, right. y'all. That he needs $2 billion. Dollars. And he needs Marvel. So <laughs> what you going to do, James Cameron? We got to go see his film or else he's going to get in trouble. He needs no, $2 he's billion. Like, he's like, go ahead. Like, what did he say? Um, he says in the lines, along the lines of, oh, don't worry if you like go outside to like a snack or bathroom because you'll be back for like to, to watch it again. I'm like, you are a cocky piece of shit for that. Coffee it's not 2008, like James. It's 2022. Um, hey, I might we'll watch see. it when it comes out on HBO Max. Or I think he's Paramount, whatever. We'll see. I mean, he he'll probably hit it bigger in the Asian markets. Maybe we'll see. Do they like Blue Cat or do they like Marvel better? I feel like we were all telling. I mean, if you think about it, it probably won't get the two billion. But I mean, didn't that like uh, what was it called the Bow, what was that movie? The bow, it had Rihanna as an alien. Oh yeah, uh, that movie. That chick. That, that one did terrible numbers here, but it blew they, up over there. They, they, it it, it recouped the, the loss which over movie? there. Which movie? That movie, uh, Valeria. What's it? It's like start with a V. Yes, it's like Rihanna as an alien. Is that lady? Her name's like Cat. Cat Divisioning. Oh, yes, it's the, Valerian. The Valerian. Oh yes, I was right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, Valerian. Where that like movie. Valerian and the City of a Thousand yes, Planets. Yes, that movie. That movie was. I a couldn't mess. even think of what it was called. What was it about? I don't even remember. I just remember a lot of color CGI and then Rihanna pops but, up and hey, that's in the movie. But it recouped that loss overseas. They like that shit. So, James Cameron, you need to hire The Rock. That's all you need to do, and then make CGI stuff, and then yeah, you get your two million dollars. He did the CGI stuff part of that list, so so he's just missing the actors. <laughs> the Rock has, I mean, Rock will take any uh, calls at this point because he just likes being in any type of movie sure. at this time. True, 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 true. So if you can put Rock in Avatar three, sure, I- I'll watch it. Damn, what's he gonna do? <laughs> Be the buffest blue person of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh my god. <laughs> the biggest. Oh god. <laughs> the biggest blue person. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. 
Navi, Navi, the rock has come back to Pandora. I, I, I did. I just want to point out, I did stuff. I was like, let's. I'm ready to transition. We're ready to roll on before Marlon says something. Do you feel what the rock is cooking? Do you feel what the rock is going He's going to grab four helicopters. He's just going to pop out of the ocean like the Hulk. And just grab all the helicopters. He's going to solve it. He's just going to do this in the air. He's going to solve it. Off the planet and then do a crazy swan dive back into the ocean. Oh, boy. Now's your chance, Kat. Because family. Now's your chance. Because family. Transition, transition out before Marlon uh, adds more uh, nonsense. <laughs> I'm good. I had a whole thing, but like we're we're over. I'm not, I'm not gonna throw anymore. We're good. We're good. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for coming all together to talk about all the wonderful things we spoke about today. Listeners, thank you for making our show the show of your day. Don't forget to check out our social media on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter and GeekForcePodcast.com. With that being said, be safe, have fun, and we're coming forever. Thank you, God. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.